Some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Fired, there will be more. Seems to me that impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch. It also seems that President Trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct. Before the last presidential impeachment, President Trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the Biden crime family, and subsequently he's been proven right. And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. Before that, we had the Russia hoax, where you had the president rightly making claims that Hillary Clinton and the DNC were colluding with Russians to disorient our democracy. How right he turned out to be. And then we have the 2020 presidential election, where the president correctly pointed out unconstitutional behavior, voting irregularities, concerns over tabulations, dead people voting, and now impeachment again. When they go low, we kick them. Eric Holder, former attorney general under Barack Obama, breaching the Capitol was as low as low can be. We all denounce it. But who is it that they're kicking? The president, who created soaring highs for our economy, rising wages before the pandemic, 400 miles of wall to stop the caravans, who drew down troops in the Middle East and showed empathy for the forgotten men and women of our country. It's why so many people love him so much, and it's why they're kicking all of us. This president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media, big tech, and big egos, from congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the president's State of the Union speech, inciting anger, resentment, division, some believe that truly these true colors are being shown now through this divisive partisan impeachment. The Speaker of the House, I would request an additional 40 seconds. Excuse, excuse, go through the Speaker, please. The gentleman from Ohio. Madam Speaker, I yield the gentleman an additional 40 seconds. The, uh, 40 four seconds, seconds or 40 seconds? Yep, 40 seconds. 45 seconds. I thank the gentleman. The Speaker said to us just moments ago, words matter. But apparently those words don't matter when they're uttered by Democrats. When the gentlelady from Massachusetts calls for unrest in the streets. When the gentlelady from California brazenly brags that she called for people to get in the faces of those who serve and support the president. I denounced political violence from all ends of the spectrum. But make no mistake, the left in America has incited far more political violence than the right. For months, our cities burned. Police stations burned, our businesses were shattered, and they said nothing. Or they cheer-led for it, and they fundraised for it, and they allowed it to happen in the greatest country in the world. Now, some have cited, some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Well, they lit actual flames, actual fires, and we Time put them out. Time there will be order in the House. The gentleman from Ohio, do you wish to reserve your time? Everybody, hope you're doing good. Couldn't resist but to play that speech one more time. I just loved it. So it was more of a personal thing. I really love that speech. Congressman Matt Gates. He's from a district up in northern Florida. I can't vote for him, but boy, I would if I could. 
All right, from the Gateway Pundit, getting started right off the bat here tonight. Biden inaugural, like Baghdad, is the headline. Green zone, red zone, military checkpoints. Just so everybody knows, this is not normal. What I'm about to show you is absolutely not normal. This is not how a normal inauguration is at all. Military checkpoints, and it's and please, if anybody says it's because you had two or three hundred, whatever it was, if that unarmed goofballs storm the Capitol, please give me a break. There's something else going on. Nothing feels right. I mean, everybody knows that, right? I mean, nothing feels right. I'm not saying what's going to happen. I'm not saying what's not going to happen. But I can just tell you that in my spirit, in my soul, nothing feels right. You have military checkpoints, green zones. This is in D.C., completely locked down. Democrats absolutely hate walls until they need walls, and then they're absolutely fine with walls. Until they need protection, they hate walls. They all have walls around their own mansions, but don't want them around the United States. Show you some walls here in a second. Green zone, red zone, military checkpoints to enter and leave downtown D.C. Bridges into the city closed. Play the first video for me. Here on 16th and K Street, I just want to give you some perspective of the measures that are going into place to lock this city down. Not only can you see this fencing behind me, um, there's more fencing going up that you can see on the street here. We're just steps away uh, from the White House here. Uh, one of the most interesting things that I've seen, not only are these barricades, but is if you can look down 16th Street, as you're seeing right now, there is a whole block of government vehicles just parked to be used as barricades for this entire weekend. A military vehicle at the end blocking that with some National Guard troops expected to be 21,000 National Guard troops here in the Capitol. It's pretty desolate out here. Uh, a fortress would almost be an understatement at this point. Absolutely abnormal. This is odd, very odd. Play the next one for me. You can actually jam down the street. Because if you did, you'd Sean still Spicer. run into all these barricades. But literally, that's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. Have a good weekend. Keep going. There you go. That's what our capital looks like right now. That is not normal. That is abnormal. It's not only abnormal. You saw Sean Spicer, a career in politics, has never seen. He's been in, in politics for his whole adult life, and he's never seen anything like this. The former press secretary for President Donald Trump, and he's never seen anything like this before in his life. So let me say hi to everybody tonight who's on so far. I got Peter J, Scott S, Jenny C, Marilyn S, Branya R. Carolyn R. God bless you guys. Hey, Robin, glad you're on. Teresa, Patsy, good to see that you're on. Jenny C., Natalie K., Vicky J., Don G. God bless you guys. Glad you're on. Hey, Lori. Hey, Eric, God bless you, brother. Glad you're on. Hey, Norma, Stephanie from church. God bless you guys. Kathleen D, glad you're on. God bless you. Seriously, glad you guys all joining me tonight. Hey, Debbie M, really do appreciate all you guys watching. Hey, Cheryl from Montana, love you guys. Say it around for me. Love you. 
Hey, Philip B. Andrea E. Kim K. Glad you're on. Robert M. Glad you're on. Kathy S. Glad you guys are all on. I really do appreciate you guys watching. I really do. These are abnormal times. They're weird, absolutely weird times. Well, allegedly, you know, we have, uh, and I say that, I still believe, what is the date today? 16th. I still believe that President Donald Trump will be sworn in on the 20th. I haven't swayed from that. If I'm wrong on the 21st, I'll admit it to you. Still believe he'll be sworn in. But everybody believes right now that Biden will be sworn in all around the world. Most everybody in America believes that. Don't deceive yourself. Most everybody does, even though they know something very strange is going on right now. And it is. You can just sense it. If you're a Christian and you're run and you're governed by the Holy Spirit, you can sense on the inside of you. You sense that when COVID hit, that this is strange. This is odd. This is not a normal situation. This is not a normal situation. Well, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Massive migrant caravan, because everybody believes now. Everybody believes that Joe Biden's going to be sworn in as the next president of the United States on January 20th. They all believe that. So what do we have? Massive migrant caravan from Honduras breaks through Guatemalan police and military at, at the border en route to the U.S. Play it for me. On their way to the U.S. This looks good for us. Hey, Biden's in control. Biden's in control. Yay, Biden's in control. Look at these people. Trampling all over each other. I never know how there can be such shouts of glee while people are being trampled, possibly to death. I always wonder how there can be laughter at times like this. Hey, Biden's the next president. Let's get up there. Donald Trump's gone. Free reign into the United States. All right, play the next one for me, Tom. There we are. That's the size of the migrant migrant caravan. Look at all that. All the people heading up to the United States. Hey, we just heard that Biden's in control, so that's what we're going to do. That's what everybody believes. You can bring it back to me. You know, we have to we have to acknowledge the greatness of the Democratic Party tonight and what they've accomplished. Now, this is from Matt Walsh. There's been two uh, presidents prior to Trump, two presidents that had been impeached, and that's a span of 250 years. So we have to, of course, sarcastically acknowledge the greatness of the Democratic Party. So I want to give you these stats. So in the prior 250 years, you've had two other presidents that have been impeached, and... Those Dems, but the Democrats now, have impeached Trump twice inside of one year. So that's some serious greatness. When it took 250 years, 250 years to impeach two different presidents twice, you have the Democrats that have pulled it off in one year. They have impeached one man, one man, twice inside of one year. That's very similar to what Barack Obama pulled off. We had a cumulative debt of $8 trillion, mainly put in by George W. Bush, a worthless liberal uh, Democrat in Republican clothing. But when, when George W. Bush took office, we, were, we had $1 trillion in debt. And when Barack Hussein Obama took office, we are $8 trillion in debt. So $7 trillion of that went to George W. Bush. But Barack Hussein Obama 
in his eight years, in comparison to the 200 plus years prior to that and all the other presidents combined, Barack Obama put in another $10 trillion worth of debt. So Barack Obama, in eight years, managed to accumulate as more debt than all other presidents combined. So, you know, the, the Democratic Party is absolutely there. They are trendsetters. They are record breakers. So you had two impeachments in 250 years, and they've managed to have two impeachments, two impeachments in one year, in one year. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, really, the last 250 years, two impeachments, and they've done it twice in one year. And Barack Obama, in eight years, managed to accumulate more debt than all other previous presidents in all other years combined. They are a miraculous party. Really, I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, put that up for me, Tom. From the Babylon Bee. There you go. Trump close to fill, filling impeachment punch card for a free sub sandwich. Yeah, you know, they've impeached him twice. He's only got maybe one more to go, and he gets a free sub sandwich. All right. Onward to the, bring it back to me, onward to the the storming of the Capitol, the coup attempt. Of course, I'm being facetious and sarcastic on purpose because I don't know how you can have a coup attempt without one single firearm and not one single knife, but that's just, yeah, yeah, that's beside me. I was wrong in the last podcast. I said that there was no pictures of anybody with zip ties. I guess there was, there's one picture of one guy with zip ties, one idiot that stormed the Capitol. All right, here's Mark Levins. This is a very cogent summation of what happened. Play it for me. A couple of very important news reports that came out the last few days that are not getting the attention they deserve, even though these reports came from the New York Times and the Washington Post. Even though those publications didn't really get to the juxta of the matter and didn't realize what they were revealing. Now, what am I talking about? Prior to the President of the United States last Wednesday, of last week, even appearing on the mall to give a speech, there was preparation by several groups in several states to storm the Capitol building, to arm up and storm the Capitol building in a military-style operation. That's pretty shocking in and of itself. That's number one. Number two, the FBI field office in Norfolk, Virginia, as well as the NYPD, had intelligence of some sort that suggested there was going to be an attack on the Capitol building. That information was provided to the field office in Washington, D.C., where they have access to the entire FBI and the entire Department of Justice. They shared that information with the Terrorism Task Force. Now, what does that mean? That means they shared it with the Capitol Police. They shared it with the D.C. Metropolitan Police. They shared it with other FBI elements, Secret Service elements. In other words, the information is shared local, state operations around D.C., regional, as well as federal law enforcement. What did they do with that information? We don't know. Now, the Washington FBI unit put out somewhat like disinformation a couple days ago saying there was no pre-planned information they were aware of. That's flatly false. It even gets worse. The sergeant of arms for the House and the sergeant of arms for the Senate both were urged 
by the Capitol Hill police chief, you know, that watches the Capitol building, to bring in the National Guard because the group that was coming to see the president and support the president was going to be huge. So he tells the media, and now he's kind of clammed up because he was fired, he says that he got the brush off. He also contacted the Pentagon, where he pretty much got the brush off. The mayor's office wasn't all that excited about it either. What was the main argument he was receiving? Well, one of the sergeants at arms said the optics would be bad to bring in the military, to have National Guard there standing in military garb. I want you to listen to this. That is unequivocal, factual, substantive information that the President of the United States could not incite the violence because the violence was pre-planned. As a matter of fact, the uh, prosecutor who is leading the charge, the acting U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., said they're looking into conspiracy. A conspiracy isn't something that happens spontaneously when you hear a speech. A conspiracy is something that takes place beforehand. What else underscores the fact that the President of the United States didn't incite an insurrection against the Capitol building? Our friend John Solomon at Just the News looked at the timeline that was provided in the New York Times piece, and he went through the timeline. The attack on the Capitol building occurred 20 minutes before the president even finished his speech. His speech was about 60 minutes long. The attack was pre-planned days before from out-of-staters who came armed and had nothing to do with the president's speech. The attack occurred 20 minutes before his speech ended. Now, another publication called The National Pulse, they went through the timeline too. They looked at the New York Times piece. They also looked at the Washington Post piece. And by their calculation, the attack on the Capitol building had to occur before the president even began his speech. But here's the point, whichever timeline you embrace, it wasn't incitement brought by the president of the United States. All right, back to me. Additional. Uh, YouTube's messing with us, just so everybody knows, switch over to wherever you can, Periscope, Facebook, uh, YouTube is back up. Looks like somebody complained that we were showing violent content. All the content that I'm showing was pulled off of Twitter. So, <laughs> I mean, these, these people are, I mean, you know, you're an absolute, let me just speak to whoever it was, because I think it was a complaint that was lodged. I hope that you're still watching. You're a coward. You're an absolute coward. You will not, you, all you want to do is cut out the tongue of your opposition. And when that happens, you think, that you, by, by eliminating the opposing viewpoint, you somehow think that that's going to validate your view, your viewpoint. You're a coward. You're afraid. You won't, you will not, you will not debate in the forum of public ideas. You're just a coward. So you launch a complaint with the tech tyrants and have me pulled down. Why don't you just, why don't you actually start your own podcast and put out your own ideas? That's what's that that's called American start your own podcast, put out your own ideas. Those videos that I just put up are from Twitter, you idiot. And you go and you complain and have me pulled down from YouTube. You're a coward. If your narrative is so great, then why don't you put your viewpoints and your truths up against mine instead of silencing me? 
you coward, and you will never silence me, just so you know. I'm going to switch to TV. I'm going to switch to radio. I'm going to, you know, Rumble's getting going. Parlor will be back up. I'm on Gab. I'm on MeWe. You will never, those are all going to get big. All you're doing is creating us a parallel society. All you're doing is helping us to do it. You're not going to silence us. Good luck with that. And you're not going to silence me. Period. You know what? Whoever wants to shut me down tomorrow, I'm going to speak in front of three or 400 people live. I do it every Sunday. You're not going to silence me because you get me pulled down because YouTube's too cowardice to leave up the video. The videos that I was showing are already on YouTube. And I was violated for violating their community standards of violence. They're on YouTube. Already, YouTube censors, check them, you idiots. Good, pull me down again, you cowards. You're you're afraid of the opposing viewpoint. You're you're afraid of the truth. You know you're habitual liars. You know that your father is the devil, the father of lies, whose native language is lying. That's why you don't want the truth. You think cutting out the tongues of your opposition validates your viewpoint. It does not. It makes you look like an oppressive moron. That's what it makes you look like. All right, from that video from Levin, I want everyone to get these key points out of that. The actual storming of the Capitol, whatever you want to call it, the riot on the Capitol grounds, occurred 20 minutes prior to the finish of Trump's speech. Or from the National Pulse, They say it occurred before his speech began. Yeah, you need to understand. There's miles between Trump and the Capitol when he was given the speech and a million people. It could have been going on before, during, or after. At minimum, it was 20 minutes prior to the ending of Trump's speech. So how could he be, all of you 10 moronic ankle-grabbing, capitulating Republicans that voted to impeach Donald Trump for inciting violence. Uh, How did he incite it when it happened prior to the alleged inciting verbiage in his speech? Morons. Liz Cheney, you're a coward. You're a politically expedient, groveling, butt-kissing, Democratic Party, boot-licking piece of garbage. That's what you are. And the rest of the ten of you are too. And the four that no-voted, that no-showed, the four other Republicans, I'm going to get their names too because they're going in my I'm going to remember you list. And what I mean by that, so nobody thinks I'm inciting violence, I'll remember you because I'm going to do everything in my power, whatever that is, to make sure that you are primaried and defeated and never win another Republican seat in your life unless you come out, publicly apologize, and publicly repent. How could the president have incited violence when we all now know that this was a pre-planned attack? How? From the Mark Levin video, intel was provided days before to the Terrorism Task Force, which includes the FBI, the D.C. Metro Police, and the Capitol Police, and many others. So how could he have incited violence when it was a pre-planned attack? Because in order for him to to have incited violence, then it had to have launched from his speech, from his incitement in the speech. And what was that incitement, by the way? 
We're all going to go to the Capitol and peacefully and patriotically protest. I mean, it is so aggravating to see people who are so morally repugnant. They have absolutely no moral center. They will do whatever it takes to push forward their narrative. If you're having to lie to push your narrative down the throats of people, perhaps your narrative is not worth a crap, right? All right, from Rudy Giuliani, this is a Rudy Giuliani tweet. Why wasn't this presented to the witch hunt impeachment Congress because they have no interest in the truth that riots had nothing to do with the Trump speech. They were organized before the speech and carried out on their own on their own by groups like Antifa trained to riot. I'm currently working with the FBI. I put up the next one, Tom. I'm going to read that one. There you go. Yep. That right there is John Earl Sullivan's brother, the Antifa antagonist, the Antifa rioter who was caught on Capitol grounds. So she is on the Capitol rioting. Said that he was there as a media person. He was not. This is his brother. Speaking of his Antifa brother, John. I'm currently working with the FBI to expose and place total blame on John and 226 members of Antifa that instigated the Capitol riot. I was able to get my agent out of trouble along with three other Uthans. I have no idea what he's talking about there. But you can bring it back to me. That's his brother. And I'll show you more about that in a second. Now, this one here, I'm going to watch myself a little bit. Are we taking down off of YouTube again? We're still on. We're still on? Okay. Uh, this is a, uh, put up this uh, tweet, Tom, story still developed. Yeah, there you go, that one. Put it up. All right, breaking. Brother of John Sullivan, that's who I just showed you, the man arrested for storming Capitol said he believes his brother was not only involved in the riots at the Capitol, but somehow in charge. Play the next video for me. William Bob, James Sullivan says he turned in tips about his brother to the FBI here in Salt Lake City. He says he believes that his brother was not only involved in the riot at the Capitol, but somehow in charge. Full disclosure, the FBI has been in contact with me. John Sullivan posted to his Twitter on Wednesday. You know, I got the call, as I said again today, that... Um, he was uh, going to be apprehended by the FBI. John's brother, James, says he first learned his brother was at the U.S. Capitol when friends started texting him these pictures. Then John posted video to YouTube. He was going in there to document it, but he also was part of the Antifa groups. I also, you know, want to want to support the black community out here too in the best way that I can. That's my belief. I believe the Black Lives Matter. I mean, I'm not here to assert myself and my beliefs on other people. I just want to give people the footage, the, the video. The FBI's office in Salt Lake City would not confirm they were investigating Sullivan or any Utahns. I want to condemn, uh, absolutely condemn the shameful and uh, violence that we saw on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. We still love John, like, and that's something that he needs to know. All right, back to me real quick. Another criminal. All right, now I'm going to show you this video here. We're going to skip the shooting part of it to try to keep me on uh, YouTube tonight, even though I'm sure this is readily available on YouTube already. This is John Earl Sullivan's personal video that he himself shot or the person that was embedded with him shot, one of the two. It's not abundantly clear to me, but this is his video. Play it for me. 
right, fast forward. Fast forward. There you go, right there. Keep playing. Hit it. We have no volume. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go. I'm just anti-government type shit. Jade, hold, hold this. Let's fuck that shit up. If we don't get it, we gotta burn this shit down. Too many people. Let's go. This shit's ours. Fuck yeah. I can't believe this is reality. We accomplished this shit. We did this shit together. Fuck yeah. Season ours. What's up, bro? <laughs> well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. You no one got that on camera. What reality is this? Oh my god, we did this shit. We took this shit. What's up, bro? Fucking yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking did. <laughs> well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. You no one got that on camera. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. Fuck that shit. Hey guys, I have a knife. Let me do. I got a knife. I got a. I got a knife. All right, fast forward for a second. Keep going. Fast forward. There you go, right I, there. Perfect. I couldn't say much. You were right. Perfect. You just have to watch my channel. Is this not going to be the best film you've ever made in your life? But it's, all right, it's bring all it back to me. All right, now he just said... Actually, Tommy, go back and play that for me because I want everyone to see his face. There you go. That's John Earl Sullivan. Antifa rioter. I'm going to wear a Trump hat. This is his video. Jaden X is his name today. that he goes by online. <laughs> I was wearing a Trump hat at the fucking last Trump at the Trump rally during the daytime. I was can you volume it up or can everybody hear it good? That shit ain't happening, bro. There you go. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, I was just a journalist, but I use that all the time. Yeah, I'm just a journalist. I'm here recording. I got my camera on my shoulder. Literally, I have my big ass camera on my shoulder right here. And that's what you can bring it back to me. And that's what he used as cover initially. He said that and he ended up on CNN. I'll show you that in a second. He ended up on CNN right after the riot saying that he was a journalist that was covering. He said that's the cover that he uses all the time as he says that he's a journalist covering the event. And I want you to know something. Right when you saw him in the big like hall afterwards rejoicing, this is the greatest video of our, of our lives. This is the greatest thing we've ever done. I couldn't. I would show it to you, but they would ban me off of everything right now if they did because everybody's a tiptoe through the tulip snowflake coward that's afraid of the truth but he his embedded is either him shooting it or the person embedded with him shooting it shot the footage of ashley of the ashley babbitt shooting so he caught that shot got it all in video and then right afterwards he's like this is the greatest time of our lives this is the greatest video you've ever been a part of laughing and joking having a great old time after witnessing somebody being shot to death that's who the left is. I've told you that. If you can pull a baby out of the womb, piece by bloody piece, and as Planned Parenthood has had to testify under penalty of perjury that they start carving up babies before the heart even stops to sell off their fetal body parts, this is who you are as a leftist. And there is no delineation. This is Adam Schiff. 
This is Joe Biden. This is Kamala Harris. This is Nancy Pelosi. This is Chuck Schumer. That's why all summer long they didn't care at all about any of the violence because they ha- they are devoid of morals. They are devoid of conscience. They are actually pathological people. They are, they are simply driven by one unifying factor, and that is power. If they get in power, they'll do anything to keep it, even going against their own liberal ideology, which they're all doing now. Now that everybody's in power, they want everybody silenced. Do you remember when liberals used to be against the man, were against big government, were against big corporations, were against liber- limiting free speech? Now you got an idiot on YouTube who's a leftist moron who says I put up a violent video of a, of a video that's from CBS on Twitter. And they want to say, what happened to you? I thought you were all for free speech. What are you afraid of? The truth? That's where they're at. These, that's who these people are. That guy had just, just videotaped Ashley Babbitt being shot to death. Right after that. Oh, this is the greatest time of our lives. That's who these people are. Understand who your opposition is. Don't talk to them as if they have a heart. Don't give them any credence whatsoever. Like, well, I know you guys have a good heart. You understanding what I'm saying? They don't. It's why we have to form our own parallel society. What do I mean by that? Sounds weird, Tom. You know, you sound like uh, some prepper living out in Wyoming all by yourself. And not what I'm talking about. We've got to have Gab. We've got to have MeWe. We've got to have Rumble. We've got to have Parlor. We may have to have a different Amazon because they're all listening on any of those sites. I won't ban one ounce of free speech. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care at all. And see what they're trying to do right now. It's like I've told you this. I'll get more into this later. Is everybody thinks that it'll end with social media. It will not end with social media. It didn't end with social media to begin with. What pulled down parlor, which is social media, but what pulled down parlor? Apple and Amazon. They're not strictly social media. They're not even really in. They they provide devices and means for social media, but they themselves are not. Amazon provides is Jeff Bezos until he's passed by Elon Musk is the richest man in the world delivering goods to people's houses. Eventually they'll read your emails and disqualify you from getting your couch sent to your house or your food. The people running Walmart right now are leftist hacks. The daughter of Sam Walton is a leftist. She claims to be a Republican, but she supports Democrats. And what they will do is try to monopolize everything and then make you, i.e. Revelation 13, 16 through 18, make you comply in order for you to eat. We have to stand up now, now, right at this very moment. What do you mean stand up? I've already laid it out for you. We will never, ever see another national race won by Republicans until we take care of the seven cities that are corrupt, vote-manifesting, vote-making machines. The seven cities, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Clark County, which is is Las Vegas. They have to be. That's the only reason why we probably, where we might be, and I'm not going to say probably, we might have to endure a, a Biden inauguration. And I can say probably, I still believe Trump's going to be president on January 21st. I do believe that. Here's some other goofballs. I want to go over this quickly with you. Put that up there for me, Tom. 
This, this is Kevin Seafried. He was also in the Capitol. Allegedly, it's all Trump people, and you're not allowed to discuss it. You're not allowed to say that it wasn't all Trump people. That goes against the narrative. What you guys got over there? YouTube on and Periscope? Oh, you guys are awesome. God bless you guys. Hey, 23 people on Periscope. I appreciate it. We're way down because we got banned on uh, YouTube. We, have, we usually have about twice as many. Tell everybody to get back on. Send everybody a message. Tell them to get back on. This is Kevin Seafried with the uh, Confederate flag in his hand. He was arrested for being in the Capitol in Delaware. The only Kevin Seafried, he he's from Delaware. The only Kevin Seafried listed in Delaware is a registered Democrat. So odds are that guy's a Democrat. Here he is in the next pick with a known Antifa rioter by the name of Aaron Mostofsky. Right there, the guy with the circle glasses and the beard, Aaron Mostofsky, is an Antifa rioter. So you have John Earl Sullivan, probably Seafried, and Muskovsky, at minimum, at minimum, are in there, are in the Capitol, and are all either Democrats or Antifa. So just so everybody knows, that's the true story behind it all. Show me, get that pick, do the next pick with uh, John L. Sullivan on CNN. You got that one? There you go. Throw that up there. There you go. This was John L. Sullivan. John Earl. I keep saying L. John Earl Sullivan with Anderson Cooper right after the riots as if he's in there documenting it. That's the guy that I showed you earlier who always says that he's embedded as a journalist in these riots. No, he's an Antifa organizer and an Antifa rioter. He even said on his video that he went and got himself a Trump hat. You can hear him on the video actually instigating people this is the greatest day of our lives we did this we did that all right next one john solomon tweet breaking in sworn affidavit fbi says liberal activist was participating in capital riot inciting people to set fire just so everybody knows here's his mugshot you got his mugshot for me next next one it should be the next pick okay i don't know why all right, let me read you this John Solomon article. Uh, FBI agent Matt Matthew Vogler alleged in an affidavit on Wednesday that rather than merely act as a journalist during the riot, Sullivan knowingly and willfully joined a crowd of individuals who forcefully entered the U.S. Capitol and impeded, disrupted, and disturbed the orderly conduct of business by the United States House of Representatives, Representatives and the United States Senate. That is from the FBI. Also, here's just an exciting little tidbit. You can bring it back to me. The D.C. police are refusing to release interviews of Capitol security officials from the siege, citing privacy concerns. There should be a picture somewhere, Tom, of his that we have in our of, of John Earl Sullivan. It looks like a mugshot. It should be there somewhere. If you see it, let me know. We'll put it up. All right. Donald J. Trump tweet. Donald uh, Trump Jr. tweet. These people are disgusting. CNN's Don Lemon, if you voted for Trump, you are with the, with the Klan and the Capitol Hill rioters. Play it for me. Now what you hear is, well, you can't say that everybody who voted for Trump is like the people who went into the Capitol. Response. You can't say that what? Everybody's like? Everybody who I, voted I for ex- Trump is I, like them. No, I just explained to you. If, you if, if you are on that side, you need to think about the side you're on. I'm never on the side of the Klan. I am never principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Klan side. Principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Nazi side. Principal people who are conservative or liberal, never on the side 
Gotcha. That treats their their fellow Americans as less than. That says that your fellow Americans should not exist. That says your that says your fellow Americans should be in a concentration camp, or that sides with slavery, or sides with any sort of bigotry. Right. And if they Trump's say I don't agree with those people, I just like Trump's policy. Well, then get out of the crowd with him. Get out of the crowd. I with wasn't him. in the crowd. I just voted for Trump. You're in the crowd who voted for Trump. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. That's the crowd that you are in. You right, voted for the person. So who do they support? They support Black Lives Matter, which is a domestic terrorist organization. Don Lemon there, and I'm saying it on purpose. I know it's Don Lemon, but I like Lemon better, like Tucker says it. And Christopher Fredo Cuomo there, they support Black Lives Matter, which is a terrorist organization responsible for a, a large portion of billions of dollars worth of damage that's been done through, from May until now of this year, uh, from May of last year till now of this year. They, they support Antifa, another domestic terrorist organization responsible for the looting, pillaging, firebombing, and numerous other felonies throughout the country for many, many years. And both of these organizations are directly responsible for 30 deaths that occurred from May until now. They are also aligned themselves with and are supported by the baby butchers. They all want to talk about COVID and COVID deaths. Abortions are one to two million a year in the United States alone, 60 million worldwide. That's who their that's who supports their political agenda. So whenever they say, you know, you should, you know, you voted for Donald Trump. So the Klan supports Donald Trump, which is there's 3000 Klan members in the United States. So everybody's 3000 Klan members, members. Anybody who's a racist is stupid. We all get it. We can't help who, who they support. And nobody's ever proven one ounce. Not, there's not one ounce of proof anywhere that one Klan member has ever voted for Donald Trump. Not, not any, not any. But we know where BLM stands. We know where Antifa stands. We, we know throughout the years that domestic terrorists have always been Democrats. Bill Ayers, Barack Obama, Bill Ayers, who was responsible for several bombings inside of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama's political career was launched in his living room. Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, the Weather Underground, that's, that's where Barack Obama's career was started. Fact! So they could, that's who you support, Don. That's who you're a part of. You vote for the party of Bill Ayers. And Bernadine Dorn, you vote for the the party of Jeremiah Wright. Okay, so if you're going to link me in with racists, I'll link you in with the terrorists and the racists that are on your side. Understand that. That's the absolute truth. All right, Donald Trump Jr. tweet again. Breaking Twitter insider secretly records CEO Jack Dorsey detailing agenda for further political censorship. Play it for me. Always feel free to express yourself in whatever Manifestation feels right. We do intend to do the full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we you know we we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account. And it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond inauguration we have to expect that we have to be ready for that so the focus is 
certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at um, and going deeper on. So um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Uh, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture uh, because it is, it is not going away. Um, you know, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. There you have it, Jack Dorsey. All right, back to me. Thank you, Project Veritas, for that. We'll show more of that video, not that video later, but more from Project Veritas in a little bit. I love how, and I just want to say this, I noticed there's a few trolls here and there, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, and you're welcome to be here. Love to have you. See, I don't care. You'll try to ban me, but I never try to ban you. Who, who bans? Who are always the people that ban? Have you ever asked yourself that question, Democrat who's watching right now? Who is it that bans? I, it's never the Republicans trying to ban Democrats. It's Democrats trying to ban Republicans. Now, who do you who do you have that in common with? Um, the Nazis, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, numerous others. You know, we get into all sorts of Pol Pot. It's what they always do is try to ban the opposition. And you know, like Dorsey says right here, and I just let me put this out there. If you're trying to ban your opposition from having the ability to speak, it's because you're afraid of what they're going to say. The excuse you'll use is what Dorsey just said. We're trying to keep everybody from being harmed. Uh, everybody's an adult. You can do your own research. What is it? Are you comfortable with this liberal? They liberals, troll, trolls that are watching. Are you comment on this? Are you comfortable with free speech being banned. Is that really what you want? Because eventually it will come for you. Uh, and, and by the way, they're going to have to check on you too. So are you okay with your emails being checked? Your messenger, your signals, all the different platforms for alleged private communication. Are you okay with that being checked? To make sure that you're woke enough not to get banned so you have absolutely no private citizenship whatsoever because that is coming for you. No, it won't be because, you know, I'm always going to be woke and I'm always going to say all the right things. They're going to have to check to make sure you're saying the right things. You all right with that? You sure? You sure you never say something that lurches out of Wokotopia? Are you sure? Because if you are, you'll get banned too. It will come for you. Every single person who ushered in Joseph Stalin got murdered themselves by Joseph Stalin. When you are part of a principalist movement, you will eventually turn on yourselves because they will run out of perpetrators like me. And when your juice in life is power through banning, you have to keep on banning to feel power. To get your juice in life, it'll eventually turn on yourself. Are you really comfortable with taking people down? Is that real? I mean, that really, that really sits well with you and you're thinking that it will never, ever come for you? Are you sure? Are you sure? Listen, comedians are learning that the hard way. Wokotopian comedians are learning that. 
used to be able to say whatever they want. They were liberals. They were Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama supporters. And now they're being banned. They're being taken down. And see, they always, they're exclusively, we're trying to keep people from being harmed. It's the same motive, same modus operandi as you're seeing with locking everybody down from COVID-19. COVID-19. We're trying to, you know, keep everybody safe. Safe from what? Say the, the speech part, safe from what? My feelings being hurt? From me being offended? Who cares if somebody's offended? Nobody cares about offending me. I don't care about offending anybody else. Why are you so worried about being offended? It's the same thing with COVID-19. What are you worried about with COVID-19? you explain it to me? Unless you're 80 and above with preconditions, why are you worried about it when it's a 99.9% survivable virus for you post-infection? Why do you need to be kept safe? From what? Same thing with speech. From what? Oh, we, you know, you showed a video tonight, Tom, of Hondurans breaking through Guatemalan police. Oh, take him down. Violence. You watch way worse than that. You bunch of, listen, you Democratic people, Democratic Party hacks that are in favor of, of speech being banned. You are, you're the ones who are Nazi-esque. You're the ones who are like Klan members. We're never banning anybody. When I'm on Gab, I don't ever want you banned off Gab. I don't want you banned off Rumble. I don't want you banned off Fox. I don't want you banned off Newsmax or OWN. See how we are in comparison to you? Does that not confound you at all? Or is your is your skull, I mean, five-inch thick concrete? Well, we're not trying to ban you ever, and you're trying to ban us, and then you call us Nazis? <laughs> You need to read history. The people who are the people who do the banning are always the totalitarians, not those being banned. It's so funny right now. The people who are banning are calling the people they're banning totalitarians and Nazis. The people who do the banning are the Nazis. Every time, every place, look, check your history. It's without exception. All right, Kyle Becker tweet. Or wait, oh, breaking 9-11 tweet, put that one up there. Here's Joe Biden's plan for everybody. By, uh, Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID plan. I'll, let you, I'll just skip through it real quick. 1,400 payments for most Americans. $170 billion for schools that aren't even open. $350 billion for state aid. $50 billion for COVID testing. $20 billion for the vaccine program. Increased unemployment benefits. Let me ask you this, bring it back to me. 27 going on, $28 trillion in debt. Where's the money going to come from? There's no taxes. There's hardly any tax dollars coming in. Where's that? Where's this money going to come from? Do you do you woke utopians? Uh, do you Democrats who are watching this? Do you ever even think like this that this could all come to an screeching halt? That eventually you're going to have to risk the 0.1 post-infection death rate of COVID and open up society? You woke teachers, you Democratic Party teachers where it's been proven time and time and time and time again, one study after another, that children are not significant vectors of COVID-19. They rarely have it and even le- and even more rarely spread it. That you might as well need to open up your schools. That eventually printing money will go bad. Do you not understand that? Democrats, do you not get it? And you're being kept safe from What? I just, you know, I had to add this one in there. Put that tweet up there, Kyle Becker, for me. You're not going to believe this. The Antifa BLM sympathizer charged 
for his role in inciting the capital siege is John O'Sullivan again. Drum roll, please. An Olympic-level speed skater. Play the first couple seconds of that video for me. Just to show everybody. Just so you know. There he is. This is where he used to be, and look where he is now. Now you can bring it back to me. I don't want to show much of it. There you go. I saw somebody on there saying that, well, we'll give you John Earl Sullivan. Yeah, that was that was one Antifa person. Yeah, well, there was more than one. I've already shown you three. How many more were there? We don't know. There was plenty of intel coming in prior prior to the storming of the Capitol. But by the way, see, I'm not afraid. I know there was Trump people. I acknowledge it. They should go to jail. Now, Democrats who are watching, will you say the same thing about those who lit the courthouse on fire in Portland? Anybody? Will you say the same thing? How about all the Black Lives Matter rioters that burned down buildings and looted stores through for 170 days of continual violence? I never heard anything from you. All I heard was crickets ever, ever from any of you. From the Gateway Pundit, good news, Supreme Court rules against universal vote by mail in Texas. This is what has to happen. When I said we need need to change things, this is what I'm talking about. Listen, you can go out. I'm all for protest. I've been to a Trump rally, one of the greatest times of my life, seriously. But we can do all the protesting we want. That really doesn't accomplish much. What we have to do is organize and vote in the people that we want. We have the numbers. If we don't take care of the seven cities, we'll never win another national election, but we can win a lot of local elections and control the national narrative. But Supreme Court in in Texas rules against universal vote by mail in Texas. Thieving Democrats hurt the most. This is what has to happen around the country. But if we don't take care of those seven cities, it won't matter. But this... All those seven cities, I've got them here, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Las Vegas are all controlled. Their states are controlled by Republicans. They need to do the exact same thing that Texas. Oh, but we can't come in because of COVID. Well, then you don't vote. Tom, you can't be that mean. Yes, I can. 99.9% post-infection survival rate. You can stand in line. If you want to social distance your sorry self, go ahead. But you can stand in line and vote, or you can properly apply via presenting proper ID and get your absentee ballot with signature verification with ID. So that that way, when we have 133 million, listen to this now, we have 133 million registered voters in the United States. Yeah, you're thinking, wow, Tom, I thought our country was 330 million. It is, but we have 133 million Registered, verified voters, legal voters. That's what we had prior to this election. So if Donald Trump got 74 million of those, explain to me, Democrats, how it is that Joe Biden got 80. Explain that to me. Could it be the vote drop-offs in the middle of the night in Detroit, 147,000 ballots dropped off at 4 a.m., 100% for Biden? I know, oh, that didn't happen. That's a conspiracy theory. Those have all been thrown out of court. They've never even been hurt by a court. Because everybody's too, too, too much of a coward to want to upend the apple cart. They don't want to disrupt things. They don't want to disrupt. If, if, they, if they do this, then it will attack the integrity of our elections. It's awfully hard to attack the integrity of an election that has no integrity, i.e. the seven cities 
Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. There is absolutely no integrity there. They are generating votes every single time. You really think Warnock and Offsoff won in Georgia? They didn't. Same thing happened in Fulton County, that's Atlanta, as happened on November 3rd. Same thing on January 5th happened on November 3rd. Exact same thing. They were caught. There had to be a court order that was done while they're counting ballots. But a lot of good that does. While they're counting ballots, Republicans went and got a court order and made the supervisor of elections at Fulton County, turn their screens around so everybody can see and let people within a certain amount of feet so people could at least have some idea of what was going on. But not too close, of course, because of COVID. The greatest the greatest purveyor of calamity that has ever been perpetrated on America is the response, both by Democrats and Republicans, to COVID-19, and namely the church to COVID-19. The reason why you are staring face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, with a Joe Biden inauguration coming up, Christians, and all you evangelical never-Trumpers that have now hitched yourself, yoked yoked-yourself together with the baby butchers in ushering in one of the most cataclysmic, baby-butchering, homicidal, Holocaust-esque administrations in history. Nice job, Lincoln Project, and never Trump evangelicals like Beth Moore and the rest of you. Good job. Really, fabulous job. First of all, y'all cowarded for COVID. You closed your churches, and then you just ushered in because Trump's mean and rude. These mean are like, you're not mean and rude. Yeah, Trump's mean and rude. We can't vote. You know what it is that 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 rattles the cages of many many evangelical men about Trump is Trump has cojones. They don't. It they can't even stand up to their wives. Trump stands up to Xi Jinping, and it bothers those Christian men. It bothers them. They can't even stand up to their own wife. They're scared. If mom ain't happy, the whole house ain't happy. Oh, you better talk to the boss. They can't even stand up to their own wife. So when they actually see a man's man who actually has balls inside of the White House, it rivets their soul. It actually says to them, uh, you're wrong. Don't you?" On the inside, they're going, I want to be like that, but I'm too much of a coward to do it. That's just the truth. Here's Kamala Harris. Bail bond pr- promoted by Kamala Harris won't reveal records of alleged criminal criminals they bailed out. There she is. If you're able to, she said, chip in now to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. You know, what was that? That was to bail out. Get ready, Democrats. That was, you can bring it back to me. That was to bail out all the rioters from Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Now they won't reveal their records. See, I, I always wonder about you, Democrats. Doesn't it bother you at all? Does it bother you at all that you are for not having matching signatures on ballots that have no voter ID? Mail-in balloting that you cannot in any way verify? Does that not bother you at all? You know, we could end up playing the same game, right? We could have these competitions. We're like, oh, we own the big cities. We can generate a whole lot of votes. Well, we could do that too if we wanted to. We see what we actually have morals and character, and we actually abide by laws. You will do anything. You will do anything to push forward your communist, socialist narrative. Anything, Anything whatsoever. And speaking of that, As I said earlier, the greatest purveyor of that, the greatest vehicle of it, I'm going to show you several clips from this video. 
This is from uh, Claudio uh, Babuno, Babu, Babunu, Babunu. I want to try to say it right. Probably won't get it right. But this is a video that I don't even know if that's a male or a female. So that this person put out, but it's an absolutely riveting video. And this just shows, this is about Bill Gates. And this is what the Democratic Party in the United States and it's it's all hand in it's all hand and fist. It's all together. What the Democratic Party is using to control you, of which Bill Gates is a purveyor, a vehicle of doing just that. Play it for me. Gates gave hours of videotape testimony. What were the non-Microsoft browsers that you were concerned about in January of 1996? That month. Yes, sir. And what about it? What non-Microsoft browsers were you concerned about? in January of 1996. I don't know what you mean concerned. Um, what is it about the word concerned that you don't understand? I'm not sure what you mean by it. The Justice Department has charged Microsoft with engaging in anti-competitive and exclusionary practices designed to maintain its monopoly in personal computer operating systems. In a move to overshadow the negative press, Gates invested $100 million to set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Overnight, Bill Gates transformed his public image from ruthless tech monopolizer to the world's most generous philanthropist. I'm pleased to announce that we're pledging an additional billion dollars. Uh, to... We had the chance to witness Bill Gates 2.0, the man you don't know. The rebranding campaign paid off. His net worth swiftly doubled, earning Bill Gates the title of richest man in the world. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? In a Wall Street essay, Bill Gates declared vaccines the best investment I've ever made. There's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. The Gates Foundation expanded All right, next one, Tom, 242. William H. Gates III and Melinda French Gates. As a top donor to both the WHO and the CDC, no one man has more power than Bill Gates to influence and control the health and medical freedom of all people. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. This will be the new normal until a vaccine is developed. Until we find a vaccine, going back to normal means putting lives at risk. We need to produce it and to deploy it in every single corner of the world. Full vaccination of our children and pregnant women. Development of new vaccines, therapeutics and diagnostics. And for effective vaccines and therapeutics are developed. We've already bought the syringes. We already know where it's going to happen. We're thinking about what that's going to be. It's all part of this plan. Our military is now being mobilized, so at the end of the year, we're going to be able to give it to a lot of people very, very rapidly. In 1986, 
President Ronald Reagan signed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, granting total immunity to vaccine manufacturers. After a decade of lawsuits related to vaccine injuries and deaths, vaccine makers were going bankrupt. In a move to coerce policymakers, vaccine companies threatened to stop making vaccines until they could be legally shielded from liability. To this day, when someone is injured or killed as the result of an adverse reaction, it is the U.S. taxpayers that pay for the damages. All right, next one. Here you go. Welcome back. Were several Indian tribal girls used as guinea pigs? The report alleges that two American pharma giants' untested vaccine was administered to thousands of tribal girls without proper study and paperwork. India was among the hardest hit after Bollywood celebrities were incentivized by the Gates Foundation to urge the public to submit to mass vaccinations. In 2009, tribal children were administered the HPV vaccine. Over 24,000 girls were told they were being given wellness shots, in many cases without the informed consent of a parent or a guardian. The people that were administering these vaccines lied to the guardians of these girls and told the girls, oh, this is going to cure cancer. You're never going to have cancer. And these girls became severely injured. Some of them developed seizures. Some of them developed cancer. And seven girls died. And there was no insurance. There was no assistance for them. And the Gates Foundation denied that it had been clinical trials. And it was so bad that the parliament in India created a task force, they studied it, and they kicked out the Gates Foundation. And uh, India one. is a barbaric country. Now them again. And now they are back doing their same old tricks again. The good news is that human clinical trials can start as early as July 2020 for India's first COVID-19 indigenous vaccine that's been developed by Bharat Biotech. So you can imagine how the manipulation of the media by the media, the manipulation of public opinion by leaders from all political parties unanimously saying we want a vaccine. And the worst thing is they are taken as philanthropists. Whereas what this actually is, is the acquisition of political and financial power. And I think the second most populous country with 1.3 billion people is going to be a good base for pharmaceutical companies to make a killing and also kill a lot of people in the process. All right, next one, 801. We're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. A 2018 scientific study released in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health concluded that over 490,000 children in India developed paralysis as a result of the gate-supported oral polio vaccine that was administered between the years of 2000 and 2017. Using all the usual sleight of hand, U.S.-based media and fact-checkers rushed to bury the story. But thanks to the meticulous work of a team of Indian researchers and doctors, the inconvenient truth lives on the NIH.gov website. It's my honor to introduce Bill and Melinda Gates. Without any medical training, Bill and Melinda Gates founded the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, through which they fulfill their agenda to vaccinate the world. 
The foundation has been sued by the governments of some of the poorest and most vulnerable nations for causing serious harm through experimental vaccine programs. If you just look at healthcare workers around the world, they deserve to get the vaccine first. You know, here in the United States, really, it's going to be black people who really should get it first, and many indigenous people. Vaccines uh, next. were old. Gates has invested over $1 billion in EarthNow's global surveillance project. The project will launch hundreds of satellites into space, which will allow for the 24-7 monitoring of all people everywhere. In partnership with MIT, Bill Gates has developed a new technology that allows vaccines to be injected under your skin along with your medical records. The quantum dot tattoo will implant an invisible certificate that can be scanned by authorities using a cell phone app and infrared light. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. So eventually there will be this digital immunity proof. All right, next one. The EP. A shocking new report from the New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. You report these two men met at least six times. Well, I believe it, there were more. This included visits to the mansion, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane. When flight logs revealed that Gates had been a passenger on the Lolita Express, he claimed that he didn't know that the private jet belonged to Epstein. He also denied that he and Mr. Epstein were involved in any business deals. However, an expose by the New York Times revealed that not only did Bill Gates initiate a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein well after he was convicted of sex crimes, but the two were also involved in the process of co-founding a multi-billion dollar charitable fund. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? That it was all about philanthropy, that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money. Why would one of the richest men in the world choose to partner with the world's most notorious pedophile? A deeper dive into Epstein's world revealed that the two men had more in common than meets the eye. Like Gates, Epstein was a billionaire philanthropist with a passion for science, health, education, and children. The Jeffrey Epstein Foundation donated millions of dollars to top universities, science institutes, medical schools, early education programs, youth initiatives, and international peace accords. Bill Gates is either the most misunderstood man alive or one of the most convincing con men to ever live. Next one. I'm happy to announce that we've discovered a vaccine. We no longer have to live in fear. Everyone can get back to their normal lives. It's the great hope galvanizing the world. A vaccine for COVID-19. But are we being sold alive? After all, COVID-19 is the seventh coronavirus to strike mankind, and we've never found a vaccine for any of them. The shortest time anybody's ever found a vaccine against any disease that I'm familiar with is about seven years. The average time is 20. To be talking about a magic bullet coming in months, it borders on the absurd. People like myself and Tony Fauci are saying 18 months. A year to a year and a half. If everything went perfectly, we could do slightly better than that. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing 
than we typically would have. And so governments will have to decide, you know, do they indemnify the companies and really say, let's, let's go out with this. Something that people should know about COVID-19 vaccines is they fall today under the PrEP Act, which came into being after 9-11 and after an anthrax scare. And this law gives virtually blanket liability protection. It's basically impossible to get any kind of compensation if you're injured. So people need to understand that if you take COVID-19 vaccines, you are absolutely on your own. If you're permanently injured, if you lose your job, if your healthcare expenses go through the roof, Tough luck. Volunteers all across the country began getting shots today as part of the final phase of testing for an experimental vaccine being developed by the NIH and the drug company Moderna. Um, the side effects for the Moderna vaccine sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect. All right, next one, Tom. So this isn't a vaccine story. This is a population management story. If your goal is to make this beautiful earth that we live on an exclusive playground for the entitled few, then populations that get in the way are a problem. And it is the empirical impulses of individuals who have decided that by outranking the rest of humanity, they can dictate upon humanity the conditions of their existence. Now we need to go and look in families to find those people who may be sick and remove them and isolate them. This bill enables the police to enter a home without a warrant. Madam Speaker, the police have never held that power. We will find out who lives in the house. If it's someone that is refusing, we will definitely consult with our health officer to look into next steps. So the sheriff's department and the health department showed up at her door with orders for her and her husband to wear ankle monitors. The couple says they never denied self-quarantining. You will no longer be able to leave home. Only one person will be able to go shopping once per day. Recreational activity is now no longer allowed. You will be allowed to have one hour of exercise, no further than five kilometres from your home. Are you serious? Just for not having a mask. For no mask. Are you serious? We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. You know the old expression about snitches? Well, in this case, snitches get rewards. Some people are ratting their neighbors out, calling the police, but others are turning to the internet where social distance shaming has gotten ugly. In a time of crisis, trying to force compliance upon a population by making neighbors and friends distrust one another is exactly the opposite tactic we actually need. When human societies lose their freedom, it's not usually because tyrants have taken it away. It's usually because people willingly surrender their freedom in return for protection against some external threat. That's what I fear we are seeing now. All right, back to me. I know that was lengthy, but I just had to show you every last bit of that that I could. I cut it up into a bunch of pieces. It was much longer than that. But I want you to remember that last line. When people lose their freedom, it is often not, well, it is never, if not rarely, ever a tyrant that takes their freedom from, from them. It is those that are willing to willfully give up their freedom for some reason. Right now, people are surrendering their freedom because they're afraid of coronavirus. It's been, a, it's been used to elect Joe Biden 
It's been used to absolutely crash the greatest economy that has ever existed in the United States. All for those with a global agenda. You have the Democrats who have a local slash national agenda. But then you also have those who have a global agenda. There's actually three factions you need to be aware of. And they're actually not always together. You have the CCP, which is very much, as we know, very much linked with the Democratic Party, the the Communist Party out of China, linked with the Democratic Party here in the United States. We'll go over that more later if I have time. Then you also have the globalists, and actually the globalists more centered out of London, England, that are more actually against the CCP. They both are evil. They both have the same intent, which is to control everything and everybody, but they're actually not aligned. The globalists are not aligned, whether it's the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, World Health Organization, the UN. That's all the globalists. The CCP really doesn't want much to do with that. They want to be their own globalists, all under the auspices of China. That's what they want. The globalists want the UN, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset to control the world. So it's competing. The Democratic Party are tools of both. Listen to Joe Biden. Our plan is as clear as it is bold. Get more people vaccinated for free. Create more places for them to get vaccinated. Mobilize more medical teams to get the shots in people's arms. Increase supply and get it out the door as soon as possible. This will be one of the most challenging operational efforts ever undertaken by our country. But you have my word that we will manage the hell out of this operation. But as I said last night, we need funding from Congress to make this happen. And I'm optimistic. I'm convinced the American people are ready to spare no effort and no expense to get this done. Have you ever seen anybody appear less lifelike that's just been elected president than Joe Biden? I mean, he is so glued to that teleprompter. There is no life in any words that he says. Listen, I could not stand Barack Hussein Obama. He is the worst president in, in, in the history of the United States, bar none, the worst. Like I said earlier, accumulated more debt in eight years than all other presidents combined. The worst president in history. The lowest homeownership rate in history. The most people on welfare in history. He's the worst president in history. But he did have some life to him. Like, I mean, he wasn't absolutely, I mean, Joe Biden is one with that electronic teleprompter. He cannot separate from that. I I believe, listen, Obama, everybody claims he was a great orator. He was not a great orator. Every other word coming out of his mouth when he didn't have a teleprompter was, ah, ah, ah. If you ever watch it, it's true. Whenever he's interviewed, every other word that comes out of Barack Hussein Obama's mouth is, ah. But he did have life. He was running his own mind. I honestly believe that there's somebody with their hand up Biden's puppet chute and they're actually the ones you know, working his mouth to say whatever it is that they want him to say. He has no life at all. It's the weirdest political time of my life. I right, put this one up. It's closed TV tweet. 
Bill Gates, the fourth richest person in the world, has been quietly snatching up, this is absolute fact, by the way, he does not dispute this, 242,000 acres of farmland across the United States, enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. It is not, put it back up there, please. It is not entirely clear how Gates farmland is being used. And this is out of Forbes magazine. So we can bring it back to me. Somebody needs to explain to me why it is that Bill Gates is accumulating and has accumulated, and this is recently, and he's been doing it covertly, quietly, as the article says, 242,000 acres of farmland. Why would that be exactly? And all the Christians out there with your masks on, feverishly washing your hands with alcohol, your churches are closed again because of the second wave of the second wave of super corona. Do you not see any of this whatsoever that it is very, very quite possible that it is quite possible that it was never about a virus? Is that breaking through? The iron plating around your mind. Is it breaking through? Because now you have the purveyor of the vaccines accumulating hundreds of thousands. This is just so far now. Accumulating 242,000 acres of farmland. And it doesn't at all rise into your synapses firing in your brains Did that mask around your face and the pushing of vaccines and the pushing of the response to COVID-19 is all part of an insidious plan? Does it not at all crack through the steel enclosure around your mind? And yes, I start with Christians first and then any other capitulator. I was at the vet yesterday. And out of about 40 people, because we're all having to stand outside and they'll usher you in one at a time, if you'll wear a mask. Of course, I would not wear a mask. And I was the only one out of 40 people to not have a mask on. They put them on. As soon as they got out of their cars, they're outside. They're not within 30 yards of a human soul. And they strap their mask on like the good, compliant no pun intended, at the vet shot, at the vet clinic, puppies that they are. Of all walks of life, there was rednecks there, there's white people there, there's black people there, old people, young people, teenagers, everybody had their masks on. And it doesn't, when Bill Gates is accumulating 242,000 acres so far of farmland, making him, what is the, what, I got the article up here. The, I got it. Don't put it back up. I'm reading it. The nation's, oh, I'll put the old, put, put uh, Bill Gates back up on the previous screen. There you go. Thank you. Perfect. Making, I want to read it to you. Making him the top private farmland owner in America. And he's deeply connected with COVID-19. He's the one who predicted in November of 2019 that there would be a wet market outbreak. He's running event 201 which was wargaming a coronavirus outbreak in October of 2019. And none of this sinks into your brain at all, Christians, at all mask-wearing conservatives. This doesn't, this doesn't, for all the conservatives out there who say things like we can reopen safely, safely from what? Does it, I mean, I want you to use some 
use the brain that God gave you. You and I were created in the image of God. We are given a good slice of his brain to be our brain so we can think. Obviously superior to all other animals. So we can think. So put this into your mind. Actually accumulate all of this data and make an analysis. Is this really about keeping you safe? Do you, do you really think that this is all about keeping you safe? When you have Anthony Fauci on the board, on the Bill and Melinda Gates Gavi vaccine board, and he's pumping out lockdowns, close your churches, while Bill Gates is accumulating your food sources. <laughs> Bill Gates. See, I told you what it's all about is leverage. Leverage. All you Democrats out there, I know there's a few watching because I see your troll statements coming out. All you Democrats out there, what do you, what do you think about the idea of zero competition for anything? Does that really make you comfortable? As you know, when, when they'll be able to say, when they control all means of production, in all means of distribution. That's what this is all about. There will be no, there'll be no alternatives. It's to control everything. If you don't say the right thing, if you don't get the vaccine, then you don't have access to Amazon. You don't have access to Walmart. That's what this is all about. You don't get the vaccine. You don't get food that comes from Bill Gates's two to 300,000 acres worth of farmland. It's all about leverage that's what happened to parlor parlor got leveraged out of business i hope they'll be back soon but they got leveraged out of business because the only platform that was available to them was amazon web services it's called monopolizing see here's the thing too democrats it's okay to defeat your competition it is not okay to eliminate their ability to compete that's called monopolization. That's against the law. And, and Parler is suing Amazon over that. But this is what it's all about. I mean, do, do you not see the interconnectivity of all of this now? Lock you down. Control you. Buying up your food sources. Oh, you didn't get a vaccine? You can't order from Walmart. That is coming unless we take a stand it's not it's not storming the capital that's for stupid people unequivocal stupid it does nothing it's not only because it does nothing that i consider it to be stupid it's stupid in and of itself it's stupid to beat up police officers it's stupid to smash windows and smash down doors and knock police officers out of the way. It's stupid. It does nothing. I know there could come a time in the future where we have to rise up and defend ourselves physically. We are not at that place. Through prayer, through targeted political activity, we can turn this whole country around. There's way more conservative Republican governors than there is liberal. So why can't we? They're the ones that control the elections. You turn around those seven cities. That's all that got Joe Biden in was seven cities. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. That's it. That's it. That's the only, that is, that is all 
that got Joe Biden elected was them manufacturing votes. If we turn that around, we can do it. But you need to look at you. Some of you Christians, you had better put your finger on the pulse of what is really going on. Instead of strapping on your mask and being a, a compliant, uneducated fool, you ought to be looking at the fact that Bill Gates, the one who's pushing this entire COVID agenda, he's not the only one, but he's one of the he, he's one of the biggest voices. He's probably the biggest voice pushing the COVID agenda, is buying up your food. You understand that, right? That there will come a time, Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, where he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead that no one may buy or sell except him who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here here is wisdom. Let him who who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of of a man and that number is 666. That's Revelation 13, 16 through 18. You ought to be paying attention to it. Because what they're trying to do is leverage everything to where you cannot be entertained unless you go through their narrow way. Their vaccines, their political capitulation. You will call a he a she if that's what they tell you to do. Or you will not eat. That is what they are doing right now. You saw it on the video there. The digital tattooing. This is not facade. This is not right-wing conspiracy theory. Ask Bill Gates himself. Send him an email. Send his corporation an email. Dot tattoo technology. Go ahead. Look at it. It's absolutely there. They're not ashamed of it. They're not ashamed of it at all. Contact them. Ask them. They think that they're they're doing great things for humanity. Well, I don't even think they think that. I'm, I go towards population control, which Bill Gates said he wants to control. He wants to lower the population through vaccines. And how does that make sense? That's right out of the pit of hell. Saying something that makes absolutely no sense, but people will still buy into it for some reason. I'll never know. All right, Sebastian Gorka tweet. Open America. Latest data from Yelp's local economic impact report shows 60% of the nation's businesses, business closures, are due due to COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns are now permanent. Let me read you that again. 60% Christian mask wearers, pastors closing your churches, 60% of the nation's business closures due to the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns are now permanent. And I like him bringing back to me. I like how that Paul Sperry wrote that. He said due to the pandemic lockdowns. He didn't say closures because of COVID-19. That's correct. Our economic woes, our severe economic downturn has not been a result of COVID-19. They've been a result of the ignorant, stupid response of the church first, and then the government of the United States to COVID-19. That is why we are where we are. If it's COVID-19 that's killed off all these people, has it? Then how is it that we have no more excess deaths this year than we had last year? We have slightly less deaths this year than we had in 2019. Explain that. Explain to me how 400,000 Americans, 4,000 additional Americans have died this year when we have we have slightly less deaths than we had last year. And the average age of death of COVID is 80, and the average age of death in America is 78. 
I can't believe anybody actually buys into this. I can't believe anybody that people don't actually deep dive into this information and see that the person telling you to jab a needle in your arm for a vaccine. And by the way, I didn't tell you this from from the Epic Times. 55 Americans have already died after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. 55 Americans have already died after receiving their COVID-19 vaccine. And that's from the COVID, the vaccine's own website. 55 people. So they would rather take a vaccine that will kill them than chance COVID-19, which has the exact same statistics as the flu. The hospitalization rate in the state of Florida, a state of 22 million people. So I think it's a very good sampling size, a very good Petri dish. The hospitalization rate for the flu and COVID-19 in the state of Florida is identical. And Florida is the perfect Petri dish because it has a large elderly population and a large young people population and everything in between. Exact same hospitalization rate as the flu. And you would rather plunge a needle in your arm for a vaccine that they developed in 18 months when the average takes a decade to develop a vaccine. 60% of the businesses that have been closed for COVID-19 are now permanently closed. But you're just going to strap that lie right back on your face, aren't you? You need to start taking some principled stance. Well, you do that, people will die. People, you're a purveyor of the flu and of cold COVID, of common cold, which kills people every year by the thousands, is a coronavirus, and you purvey that all over the place anyway. You're going to lock things down, then you need to lock it down basically from October through May every year for the rest of your life because the flu kills 30 to 80,000 Americans per year. And if you take 6% of the 400,000, how many, because that's the, out of the 400,000 people that the CDC says have died with COVID, not of COVID, with COVID, only 66% of that three to 400,000 that are saying died of COVID actually died exclusively of COVID-19. And basically all of them are above the age of 80 with pre-comorbidities. I want you to see this video. This is real. And this is all over COVID-19. Play it for me. You, are not you need to, to take your hand off me. Okay. You need to remove Ma'am, your hand from me. No, I'm not You're under arrest for anything. Who? I am not under arrest for anything. No, I'm not under arrest. Have you got someone here to take yourself? No, I don't. This is probably the most confronting footage of COVID enforcement I've personally seen since the start of this madness, at least here in Australia. Police detained a mother, literally ripping her screaming young child from her arm. They're slamming their leg in this door, watch. Watch her slam her, boom.
crime, you ask? Well, wearing an anti-lockdown slogan while legally exercising. And after all that, after traumatizing that poor kid and his mother, police find Renee a thousand dollars for failing to comply with COVID-19 directions. Well, I go to the next one. To our car at the line. Yeah. The ma'am, do you understand you're being detained at this point in time? You're harassing me, and you're in trying to intimidate me, and it's not going to happen. Ma'am, over here, please. Ma'am, please stop. And um, said you're not going anywhere. We're actually detaining you. We're we're arresting you. So stop. You need stop to okay. not try and you threaten and intimidate me. It just all sort of, you know, you guys have seen the footage, it all snowballed from there. I have not committed a criminal offence. We believe you have. But I have not. And if I have a legal power... No, 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 you're not free to go. Yes, you are not free to go. Don't touch me. You are not free to go. You need to take your hand off me. You are not free to go. You need to take your hand off me. You need to remove your hand from me. No, I'm not under arrest for anything. I am not under arrest for anything. No, I'm not under arrest for anything. Sorry, you bring it back to me. We got the point. Now, I wanted you to see this, you know. I talked to you earlier about leverage. And, you know, what they're trying to do is, you know, say you want to start your own business. And you want to start a competitor to Walmart. And Walmart goes, you know what? I don't want a competitor. So anybody who supplies them will not supply me because they're so big they could do that. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what's happening in our culture right now. That's, that's what they're using COVID-19 to do. Why, wasn't it, why isn't it a really virulent virus? They couldn't release a virulent virus that was a threat to them. It really, I mean, if any, if everybody's so scared of it, if they really are so scared of it, why is there one after another liberal politician, liberal newscaster like Chris Cuomo, George uh, Stephanopoulos, numerous others who get caught violating their own COVID rules and COVID laws that they espouse on national TV. And just to bring this to light, this is David Cicilline. He's a Rhode Island representative. On the house, in the House of Representatives in Washington, and I just want you to see what they really think when they when they when when they think nobody's watching. Play it for me. <laughs> Play it again. So he's got his mask on, and then he pulls his mask off to sneeze into his hand. <laughs> See, this you can bring it back to me. This is who they really are. I mean, if you really genuinely believed in masks, why wouldn't you just blow all of that into your mask and then do what you're supposed to do and then change masks? They don't really believe in it. If you were actually terrified of COVID, you would be terrified of letting out a sneeze can travel 30 feet. Everybody's got the six foot COVID rule. A sneeze can actually travel. 30 feet, and this guy doesn't even, if they were genuinely scared, you see, they're not. If Chris Cuomo was genuinely, genuinely scared, he would not have been reprimanded by his own landlord in his apartment complex in Manhattan. That's, his, that's where he lives in the city, outside of the place that he's building, out in the Hamptons, where he was also caught violating COVID laws. 
If he was so terrified of it, why was he caught numerous times by his own landlord without his mask on? So he's not afraid to give it to anybody and he's not afraid to receive it from anybody because he gets caught numerous times by his own landlord where he got a reprimand in writing that was put out into the national media and he got ripped for his hypocrisy, just like Nancy Pelosi, just like Dianne Feinstein, just like Gavin Newsom, just like the mayor of, of, it's like Lori Lightfoot, mayor of, of Chicago, just like the mayor of Austin. They've all got the mayor of San Diego have all been caught violating their own COVID rules. If they were so terrified of it, then why, why would Chris Cuomo even dare to go out without a mask on? Why would David Cicilline dare to projectile his mucuses all over the Congress up to 30 feet away? His mucus particles everywhere. If he honestly believed what he puts out there. But it's not about that. It's never been about your health. Christians, conservatives, stop speaking their language. It drives me nuts to watch. I watch a lot of conservative punditry. And I see them all. They're all scared. They're all scared to call COVID what it is. It is not a pandemic. It is a plandemic. What are you saying, Tom, the Democratic Party planned? I don't know. I don't think the Democratic Party actually did plan it. They just used it. Because at first, they were like, don't close anything. Anything Trump said, they'll just do the opposite. If Trump said to keep things open, they'd want them closed. He should have done that. He should have advocated to close everything down. And they would have advocated to keep everything open. Because they're principleless hacks. They have no moral center. Whatever it takes for them to accumulate power, they will do and say. Period. They're indiscriminate. But it, how many? How long is it going to take for people to discover that this is not none of these measures? They don't take them seriously. They're not scared. Then why are you? Why is why is somebody who is the temple of the Holy Spirit scared of a virus that has a point one post infection death rate identical to the flu, and you've never been scared of the flu in your life? Can't you see the deception? Can't you see it in what Bill Gates is doing? Can't you see it in the hypocrisy of those that are espousing the most stringent COVID laws? Can't you see it? Then why won't you pull the mask off your face? Why won't the conservative pundits talk about it? Whether it's Dan Bongino, whether it's Tucker Carlson, whether it's Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh, I, don't want to, I haven't listened to Rush lately, so I don't want to falsely indict him. But I have listened to the other three. And, I will, and I'll continue to. But why will they not espouse the false death rate? Because they're afraid of what it'll cost them. It is a false death rate, Sean Hannity, Dan Bongino, Tucker Carlson. But yet they're still saying, well, open up, open up. We can do it safely. You cannot use their verbiage and not have 100% buy-in to what they're doing. If you say open safely, then you are acquiescing to the fact that there's a need to open safely with a virus that is 99.9% survivable post-infection. You are acknowledging a need. A little leaven leavens the whole lump, 1 Corinthians. If you buy in at any level, you have bought into the whole thing. You, you need to understand something. You are either, the scripture's never inaccurate. Revelation 3, 15 and 16. 
I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I'll spew you out of my mouth. If you espouse their verbiage, you are lukewarm. We can open safely. You know, we, we, our church now, yeah, we were closed for six months, but you know what? We've opened. We all sit in our COVID clumps and nobody touches anybody, but you know, we're open. And all the Christians, yay, we're open. You're not open. You're dead. You're six feet under. You're, you have absolutely no anointing and no power in your services because you've acquiesced to Satan. This is all a satanic lie to usher in the mark of the beast, the new world order. That's what it's about. These are perilous times. The perilous play out of 1 Timothy. These are perilous times. And will the Christians wake up and actually see it? I don't know. I hope so. I do. I really do hope so. I, I, if not, we need to win a whole another generation of Christians. All right, lifenews.com tweet. Breaking, Joe Biden just picked, see folks, David Kessler to head his coronavirus vaccine efforts. Kessler is responsible for fast-tracking the dangerous abortion pill during the Clinton administration. Joe Biden is a no faithful, Joe Biden is no faithful Catholic. He is a radical abortionist, abortion activist. Absolutely correct. Let me read you these statistics about coronavirus. People who are 85 or older make up 3.2% of the U.S. population, but they make up 33% of all COVID deaths. People who are 75, uh, 75 years of age or older make up 7% of the U.S. population, but they make up 59% of all COVID deaths. 92% of all COVID deaths in the United States are people 75 or older. 92%. 55 or younger make up 70% of the U.S. population, and they make up 8% of the COVID deaths. Deaths don't register a percentage with people who are of the ages of 0 to 14 years of age. So deaths don't register a percentage from ages 0 to 14. 15 to 24 years of age make up 0.2% of all COVID deaths, and you're wearing a mask. Why? Explain to me why, and why would you go get a vaccine? I mean, you, I, I'm, I'm using these it's from Steve D's from the blaze. Explain to me why you would ever go get a vaccine. Why, why is it that I have people that are coming up to me and asking me to put a mask on? Why is it that we have numerous people who look at us with their faces in disgust? They're disgusted with us because we won't, because I'm the educated one. And you're the compliant fool. You won't even educate yourself. I mean, did you hear those statistics? Why would you ever put a mask on? Ever. New Jersey government, it's from the Gateway Pundit, seizes $165,000 from the Attilus Gym's bank account. From their bank account. Remember what I told you about leverage? If they control everything, then you have to do what they say to get your basic human needs. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. If your parlor and the only servers available are Amazon Web Services, AWS, and then they decide, you know what? We don't like your politics. And the latest report coming out from that controversy is that Amazon, and I can't remember whether it's Amazon or Apple, so I don't want to falsely indict anybody. Can't remember which. But before they dumped 
parlor, they were asking one question numerous times. Is Donald Trump coming to your platform after he got kicked off of Twitter? So what was it really all about? See, they, they use their leverage. Your, your hometown is a great example of leverage. Where do you get almost everything? Almost everything comes from Walmart. They've leveraged out everybody else. Bill Gates is buying. Bill Gates is now the single largest private farmland owner in America. So you want, well, you know what? We need food. Well, we want to start up our own grocery store. I won't deliver to you, Bill Gates says. He's leveraged you out because you're a Trump supporter. Because you won't get my vaccine. So you know what? I'm not going to deliver food to your grocery stores. Nor because I'm so powerful will I let anybody else that I've delivered to, let them deliver to you, or I'll cut them off too. That's That's what it's all about. It's all about leverage. They're trying to leverage you in to sticking a needle in your arm that has who knows what in it for you to be able to buy, sell, travel, buy tickets. We can stop it though. When I say these things, I want everybody to understand something. I live in great hope. I really do. I don't think this is it. I live in great hope. How many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me. And you lift up my head. Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3. I mean, Psalm chapter 3, 1 through 3. I believe that. I believe I'm going to win. If you want to stand in the word of God, I believe you're going to win. I do. I honestly believe that. I believe that we're going to raise up the COVID caving, the CCCs, the COVID caving Christians. I shook the dust off my feet with them. I hope they come back when my feet are clean. I'm going to try to raise up an entire generation that like my son's age, he's 22, or my daughter's age, they're 20, and try to educate them in the Word of God. All the COVID-caving Christians, they don't know the Bible. That's the problem. They don't know the Bible, that no plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Not that this is even a plague to begin with. That's simple education. Study to show yourself approved. That first verse, Psalm 91 Second verse, Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved. What's this, this COVID about to begin with? Oh, wait a minute. 0.1 post-infection death rate? What am I doing? I'm staying, I'm, I'm staying home to save lives. Well, if that's your requisite is a 0.1% post-infection death rate, then you need to stay home for the rest of your lives. If, that, if, that's, your, if that's your prereq to stay home and save lives, is any virus with a 0.1% post-infection death rate, or worse, if that's your prereq, then you're going to have to stay home to save lives for the rest of your life. It makes no sense what you're doing. None. It made no sense when you quarantined. It made no sense when you locked your church down. None. Zero. You're like, Tom, you need to be softer than that. Nope. Not going to be softer at all. You were wrong. And now a lot of people are afraid to repent. Because of the cost of that repentance. I'll look stupid. I'll look like I was wrong. You already looked that way. You might as well repent and enjoy the benefits of that. All right, from this Atellis gym, they took 100, the New Jersey government took $165,000 out of their account. How does that happen? Isn't that, how do they access their account? Leverage. They own everything. And you just get right in there. You know what? If you don't let us in there, 
then we won't do it. You will not bank in the state. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but how else could they access their private account outside of they won a lawsuit and somehow got a court order, a court injunction to get into their account and took $165,000 out of their account, 100% of the gym's assets for the crime of remaining open. On Wednesday, this is just Wednesday, New Jersey officials, Ian Smith, announced that Governor Murphy and state officials seized 100% of their assets. The state took $165,000 from Ian Smith and, and Attila's Gym bank account. But here's the governor of the state of New Jersey. Play it for me. Oh my God. Profanity hey, warning. Hey, how you doing? Oh my God, Murphy. You how are you doing? such a dick. You're having you fun are. with your family. In the meantime, you're having uh, all kind of other bullshit oh, going on. Oh, no, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. You can put your mask on. You can go fuck yourself. How's that? See, none of them have masks on. Now watch them all start slowly putting their masks on. Watch them. The blonde girl over here to the left, violating all the rules. They're, they're, they're out. They've closed the gym, $165,000 out of their account, closed every other business. 60% of the businesses they've closed are closed for forever. Now look at, look at Phil now. Look at Phil now. Rewind about 10 seconds, Tom. Look at Phil now. Look at him. You hypocrite. Look at him. Closed all these businesses. Freeze it for me, Tom, when you get his big, ugly face on there. There you go. He's closed all these businesses in New Jersey. 60% of them will never open again. But there he is, out violating his own rules. And then when he gets caught, he puts his mask on. So does he really believe in masks? So Christians, is this your Pied Piper? Is these the people that you believe in? These are the people that you follow? Even listen to Bonginos of the world. The Hannity's of the world. The Tucker's of the world. How much of these people are you going to buy into? When are you going to start talking about the truth? Bring it back to me. All the conservatives, when are you going to start talking about the truth? That this is not a pandemic. Well, I'm afraid I'll lose my audience. Then you lose it. The truth, the truth is Lord over all. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. John chapter 16, verse 13. The truth trumps it all. If you lose your career over speaking the truth, you speak it. Otherwise, you're a capitulating, collaborating liar. And that goes for all the pastors too. You won't, you won't, you can't, you close your churches or you open safely because you're going to lose your congregants. Lose them. I lost 30 to 40% of my church and now we're three times that size. That's called honoring God. You know what that's called? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow the word of God, which never returns void, look what will happen. Look what will happen. When COVID started, we had about $20,000 in the bank at this church. Now we got hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. That's what God will do. If you stand for the truth, yeah, there's some, there's some pain at the beginning. It hurt to see 30 to 40% of my church walk out the door from a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. It, it, it bothered me. Does it anymore? I got the greatest church I've ever had. The people that come here now are the greatest people I've ever been involved with in Christianity that come to this church now. I got to meet, meet and hang out with and spend a lot of time with Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. In Tampa, Florida, the River Church in Tampa, Florida. I consider him to be my personal pastor. Love him, got to meet him because of this. It's the greatest year of my life. 
because we, Pastor Rodney stood up. We had something in common. I defended him when he, when we, when he got arrested for standing up against COVID, COVID tyranny in Hillsborough County. I spoke out against his arrest, and we, got, we met. And it's been the, the greatest ministerial time of my life this year because we at this church stood for the truth. All right, Lauren Bobart tweet. If I, if I allow a colleague to style my hair, oh, hey, Nancy Pelosi, hey, Speaker Pelosi, if I allow a colleague to style my hair in the House chambers, can I ditch the mask and avoid the $500 fine? I hear elected officials are exempt from mask mandates when, they get, when they're getting their hair done. See, I just marvel at people who continue to follow the hypocrites. They, they, they're absolute, absolutely hypocritical time after time after time. But yet everybody at the vet yesterday has their masks on. I'm, I just, I'm, I marvel at the galactic incoherence. I just don't see it. I don't understand it. Here's an interesting view from Dr. Simone Gold. Play it for, I mean, uh, put it up there for me. Top World Health Organization scientist admits a, what that's the American frontline doctors, the acronyms in the wrong order, has already reported COVID-19 vaccines are not proven to prevent transmission. So taking an experimental biological agent will not allow you to get back to normal. Look at it right below there. It's absolute fact. I'll read the article to you briefly. Whose chief scientist, Dr. Whatever, noted on Monday that the agency had not established whether the COVID-19 vaccines being administered across the U.S. and Europe prevented people from getting the virus and passing it to others. These are your leaders. Back to me. These are welcome to your leaders. If you got a mask on, there's your leaders right there. Let's look at how effective things are in these closing minutes. Put the the IM tweet up there for me. Deaths per million in California is up 505% since 925. And people are like, Tom, see, you're wrong. This is a horrible pandemic. No, if you tracked a flu, cold, pneumonia season, like you're tracking COVID, it would be just like this every year. If you're dealing with honest death counts, which they're not, because it's not people dying of COVID. It's it's people dying with COVID, basically all over the age of 80. To have an average... to have the average age of death of COVID be 80, do you know how many people had to have died that were hovering around 100? Deaths per million in California is up 505% since 925 when Florida moved into phase three. Florida has had Disney World open, fans of football games, indoor and outdoor dining, bars, and limited mask enforcement, and is up 53%. In a sane world, this would be the biggest story in the media. Put up the big graph for me so everybody can see it. There you go. So does any of the things that you're doing actually work? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is the last thing I'll play for you tonight. You've got to see this video. This is from Laura Ingram. And it just said, the title of it is Growing Calls in Media for Trump Supporters to be Reprogrammed. Play it for me. In their continued effort to use the capital incursion for political gain, Democrats feel emboldened to smear tens of millions of Trump supporters. They feel no need to debate issues or policies, not when they can treat their political opponents like the way the Chinese treat its dissidents. There are millions of Americans, um, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who 
somehow need to be deprogrammed. They're, it, it, it's as if they, don't, they, they, they are members of a cult, the Trumpist cult, uh, and, and we have to be deprogrammed. There has to be consequences. Uh, and then once you get those consequences, I think then people have to take a second look at their actions and they have to be much more uh, afraid. I think a lot of people are going to have to be deprogrammed. Now, what will this deprogramming look like? What form will it take? Well, they're not just referring to holding the January 6th rioters criminally accountable, which we want to happen as well. This re-education will run the gamut and requires public shaming, loss of jobs, loss of college scholarships, perhaps loss of the right to travel or even use a bank. And even before the election, in an undercover video that Fox News has not independently verified yet, a lead PBS lawyer it's now verified. Trump supporters could actually have their children taken from them by the government. Okay, so Trump is Hitler, but these people are for setting up camps. And apparently, they're now in favor of separating families. I thought they were against that. By the way, that PBS official resigned today. But I right, bet a lot of me. liberals agree with him. All right, well, I'll just tell you one thing. Good luck taking me to any of your camps. I'll leave it at that so I don't get banned off of social media anymore that I already get banned. Good luck. That's not going to end well for anybody trying to... My kids are making their own decisions. They're adults now, so... But if I was still a parent of minor children and you tried to, here's the verbiage they use, take your children from you to take them to a re-education camp. That would not end well. I'll just leave it at that. Listen, listen, listen to the verbiage used by the left. All the Democrats watching, this is you. And then you call us Nazis. They want to take your children. They call us mostly all white. Imagine if we use that verbiage, cultists, Trumpist cult, deprogram us, re-education camps. And they will always rail against any Christian that they've ever heard espouse anything about homosexuals going to conversion therapy. They'll rail against that, but they want to take us to re-education camps. It's amazing to me that a Democrat cannot see the connection between their verbiage and Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, Benito Mussolini, Adolf Hitler, and anybody, any other totalitarian that you can name. Re-education camps, which is going on right now. I'll use another totalitarian named Xi Jinping, who's in charge right now of China, is hauling off by the hundreds of thousands, Uyghur Muslims, zip-tied behind their backs, blindfolded, loaded onto trains to, to re-education camps, and you don't see the connection between your verbiage and totalitarians like Stalin and Xi Jinping, you don't see it? You're just like the Christians that don't see the connection between COVID-19 and being, and being used as a controlling mechanism instead of something for your health. You're that blind. 
you're that blind. There's Christians that are so blind right now that they cannot see that COVID-19 is a vehicle used by the globalists, by the Chinese Communist Party, and by the Democratic Party to control you, to usher in the beginning of sorrows, to usher in a new world order, a cashless society, the mark of the beast on your right hand or on your forehead, the beast himself ushered in. Christians don't see that connectivity either for some reason. For some reason, Christians still can't see that right now people are trying to issue what are called green passes and common passes. Bill Gates said in that video, there's going to come a time where you'll have to have vaccination and medical paperwork to travel. And Christians, you can't see it. You cannot see the connection between how COVID-19 is being used and Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. You can't see the connection between those two. It's because you haven't sat under Bible ministry. And if you have, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. So you're either living in ignorance of biblical knowledge or you've rejected it because you're too afraid. You're too afraid to not comply. And that's just a shame. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Go to DuckDuckGo. Blow off Google for life. Go to DuckDuckGo. Type in that address. Get directions to where we are. If you're within an hour or two of here, blow off your COVID capitulating, boot-licking, butt-kissing church, your state church, and come here. You're like, Tom, that's too bold. Don't care. Come here tomorrow, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida, 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. We will get you in this building. You will hear a Bible-thumping message. If you live in the Tampa Bay area, go to the River Church with Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He stood up against COVID tyranny. He got arrested. He enabled all the rest of the pastors in Florida and the rest of the United States to stand up. Most didn't, but some like me did because of his example. If you're in that area, be there tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Listen, I love each and every one of you. There's still over 300 people on Facebook, 70 people on YouTube. I don't know how many are on Periscope still. Just a few 15 people on Periscope. I love each and every one of you. Listen, they're trying to control us each and every time. We come up to about the six, 700 mark. They start dashing us. They forbid you guys from sharing. But I will keep you updated on where we are going. We are definitely going to go to TV. We're definitely going to be on other platforms. And I'll keep you updated as I'm there. I'm on MeWe. I'm on Gab. This this uh, podcast right here will be downloaded to Rumble. And it will be downloaded to Gab TV also. So share it on those platforms for me. Let's build those platforms. It, you know, people are like, there's nobody on there. Of course there's nobody on there yet. We got to build it. We got to do our part. But I love each and every one of you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be in church tomorrow. Amen.